want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. Being a Christian is more than just believing. Our belief must produce action or works to become faith. And because we are saved by grace through faith, our actions or the fruit that we bear in our lives has to reflect that. Pastor John talks about it more in this week's episode. Let's tune in. I guess it would be kind of hard to surrender something or give up something when you don't know what you need to give up. If you're at a point in your life where you think that you've given God everything, you're at a bad position in life. I hope you're hearing me. Because you never reach that point of perfection until that day that you stand before the Lord and you are united with him. But we are constantly at work. We're constantly surrendering our lives. We're constantly surrendering our situations. You know, I, I, there's a, a verse in the Bible in the book of Acts where it said that everybody gave up their possessions. They gave up their possessions. And a lot of churches like to use that to try to get people to give up everything that they have for the church. And I, I, I mean, just personally, what I began to see, and I believe the Lord showed it to me, because if they gave everything to the church, then nobody would have had a house for people to come worship in, and nobody would have had jobs and money to be able to bless the church. So I started seeing it. He says, they gave up their possessions. They gave up their possessions. Well, what does that mean? Well, if somebody has a demon controlling them inside of them, we use the term possessed. So I really believe that what God was saying is there were people that had things in their lives that controlled them. Whether it be money, whether it was a job, whether it was houses, it was something that controlled them. It was something that was an idol in their lives that they actually were worshiping more than they were worshiping God. And the Bible said that they all gave up their possessions, what controlled them. Now, I'm here to tell you today that you're never going to find out what's controlling you until you start to surrender your life to Christ. And it's a constant process of surrender when God will begin to open up your eyes so that you're able to give up those possessions. You know, a lot of us need an exorcism for a lot of things. (laughs) Amen. I mean, there's just things in our lives that we just can't seem to break free from. That's not even my message today. I just feel compelled to just talk to you guys for a moment about what's possessing you when you really think you own it and it owns you. You guys hear me today. Just because it's in your hand doesn't mean you own it. But if you're working for it, you're living for it, it consumes your thoughts. If it's just you can't sleep at night, then there might be a chance that something owns you. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm here to tell you as a pastor and with ministry and, and, and things we're doing, we're getting ready with the build and all this other stuff that's going on. I find myself, if, if, if things in life are keeping me up at night, then I'm consumed by those things. When the Bible says that God is a consuming fire. So I have to be in God's presence to be consumed by his love, by his passion for me. But if I'm, my mind is stayed focused upon the build and problems and situations and I can't sleep. It's causing me unrest and it looks like something else has my affections and not Jesus Christ. So I share with you today just this this brief nugget before we get into the word that if you've been laying up late at night 
and you can't sleep, or you go through the day and you can't, your, your thought process is all wrong. You know how people talking, you're like, man, I just can't think straight. I don't know what's going on because your mind's somewhere else. The Bible declares this, that he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Keep your mind on Jesus. God will give you wisdom. He'll give you the knowledge and the know-how to take care of every situation if you just put him first. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to continue with our subject of faith, but I need to say something to our fellow Spanish speakers out here so you guys aren't going to understand for a moment if you guys don't mind. Is that okay? It didn't matter if it was or not. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> kind, of, kind of different when I got the mic. You know, people look, you know, it's like, you really think I'm asking your permission? I'm not. I'm just preparing you and making you feel like you're a part of what I'm about to do. But uh, quiero agradecerle por ser tan paciente conmigo y que estoy aprendiendo español es muy difícil para mí pero con Dios todo es pasible debo permanecer intencional y hacerlo por fe so you guys are looking, I know some of you guys will wonder what he said. I just basically just asked everybody, I thanked everybody for being patient with me as I'm learning Spanish and speaking Spanish. And it's been very difficult for me to do it, but I do know with God all things are possible. Amen. But I have to be intentional and I have to do it by faith. Amen. Amen. I really hope that you guys seeing me up here doing this and I'm doing it, I'm not trying to brag, but I am, I'm doing it afraid. I'm just going to be honest with you. It is difficult for me to do it, but I hope that what you see your pastor doing that you will do also in your life, not just in speaking Spanish or speaking another language, but in everything that you do. You know, just do it afraid. God commanded us to be courageous, and you can't have courage when fear isn't present. You have, fear has to be present for you to be courageous. There's no such thing as a brave person when everything is going okay. It doesn't... Bravery is when you're in the face of danger, death, and peril. And that's when God, and God says, look, don't worry. Be courageous. I command you, be courageous. Be of good cheer. So, since we have to do everything by faith, let's talk about faith. Is that okay? So many of us say that we believe in Jesus. We even say that we have faith in him as well. Can I get an Amen. But what is the evidence of a person's belief in Jesus? What is the evidence? We got half the world, or I'll just say America, saying that they believe in Jesus. And because they say they believe in Jesus, we just give them the benefit of the doubt of saying they're Christian because they believe in Christ. But what is the evidence of their belief? Matter of fact, can you actually say that belief and faith are the same thing? I'm glad you asked. Because we're going to talk about that today. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Some of y'all know this one by, by heart. Hebrews 11 1. It says, now faith is the substance 
of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's the substance. Substance means there's got to be something there. When you say something, then when somebody speaks, you go, that had substance. That means there's actually something tangible, something there. So it's the substance of things hoped for, evidence. It doesn't say circumstantial evidence. It says evidence. And I don't know how many people in here have ever been to court, but I'm sure you watch it on TV. If you've ever been blamed for something, the first thing you say is, where's the evidence? You ain't got no evidence. If you don't have any evidence, I'm not guilty. So if I have faith, there has to be some evidence so I can be found guilty of having faith. But with no evidence, no guilty plea. Oh, man, you guys. Let me read another translation. It says, now, it says, faith is a confidence that we have hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. That was the New Living uh, Translation. And this is the Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. We are people that want to feel things or see things or touch things to say that they're real. Right? But do you guys know if you could see it, feel it, touch it, add it up, it's not faith. Hoy quiero hablarte sobre la diferencia entre creencia y fe. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about the difference between belief and faith. And some people think it's the same thing, but they're not. There's a big difference between believing and having faith. Algunas personas piensan que son iguales, pero no lo son. Hay una gran diferencia entre creer y la fe. So much that your healing, your progress, your work, your blessings, and even your salvation are at stake if you do not know the difference between belief and faith. Tanto que tu creación, tu avance, tu trabajo, tu bendición, e incluso tu salvación están en juego si no sabes la diferencia. A belief is an opinion or judgment in which a person is fully persuaded. Creencia es una opinión o juicio en el que una persona está completamente persuadida. Amen. It's the gathering and the coming up of, with a conclusion that leads to a belief. So let me explain this a little bit when we come to a belief. Our beliefs are things that we are thoroughly convinced of, and usually, but not always, they're ideas, concepts that we have gathered through acquiring information and experience. So you usually believe something because you've experienced it before. Amen. You believe something because you touched it or somebody else has had an experience. I felt it. I've seen it. I believed it. I believed I preached in a message one time. I believe in UFOs because I've seen one. Y'all weren't here for that one. And people were looking at me crazy. I believe in unidentified flying objects, but 
you, some of y'all are sitting down thinking, well, if you believe in unidentified flying object, doesn't mean I believe in Martians. Amen. I ain't never seen a Martian, but I've seen a UFO. What it was, I don't know. That's why it's called unidentified. It was unidentified to me. So I've seen it, so therefore I believe. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. The problem is because our beliefs can change over time as we gain more and more knowledge and experience throughout our lives. When, when things change or because our beliefs change, then guess what? Everything else in our lives change. Amen. So I've seen a UFO and I believe in UFOs. And then later on, as time goes by, somebody says, oh, that wasn't a UFO. That was actually a C-5 that flew overhead. So now I don't believe in UFOs anymore because I've identified what I saw before, which was unidentified. Now I identified it, so I no longer believe. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my beliefs can change through time, through experience. You ever been with somebody like, man, I believe they were an honest person. Then they lie again and again. Then your belief changes. Nuestras creencias cambian a medida. Medida. Oh, ha. Yes. Que ganamos más conocimiento. Oh, my gosh. That just threw me off. Y experiencias a, la, a lo largo de nuestras vidas. You guys, but faith is much, much more different than a belief. Pero la fe es muy diferente. Faith is belief plus action plus confidence. Amen. Yes, sir. Fe es creencia más acción más confianza. Faith includes belief, but it's bigger than that. La fe incluye creencia, pero es más grande que eso. Faith requires action. La fe requiere acción. So believing in Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior isn't enough to be saved. Can I say it again? Believing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior isn't enough to be saved. Oh, no, pastor, you, you, that's not what the Bible says. The problem that we have with the Bible nowadays is that we like to read one scripture and run with it. But the Bible actually, this is the way I like to put it in, and Pastor Terry Bates kind of talk, taught me this. He said that scripture are like connect the dots. One scripture leads to another scripture to draw a picture of salvation. But we want to just... Touch the dot and draw a picture from one dot. Belief in Jesus Christ isn't enough for salvation. Believing uh, there is a God or believing in Jesus isn't enough. You must have faith in Christ to be saved. Debes tener fe en Jesucristo para ser salvo. Turn your book to, turn your Bibles, turn your books, turn your Bibles to James chapter 2, verse 19. Stay right there for a minute. We're going to go through this. We're going to be reading from this epistle in a few minutes. But I just want to explain to you guys something that there's so many people that say that they believe in Jesus, but there's no evidence. I have never naturally, the way I'm looking at you, seen Jesus Christ. 
but I, I believe in him, but I have faith in him. I just don't believe that he was here. I have faith that he's still here. I have faith because there's evidence. Well, you guys asked me, okay, I'm getting into James chapter two. Watch this. Just, I'm going to show you that believing isn't enough. James chapter two, 19. Thou, you believe that there's one God. You do very well. But the devils also believe. But yet they tremble. So if just believing that there's a God, believing in Jesus Christ it was enough, then the devils would be saved. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I want you all to think about this because for some of us in here right now, our salvation is pretty much on the line. You know, the Bible talks about judging yourselves with your own self. So we sit down and we go, okay, you know, I believe, I believe I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. Now, personally, I'm not, what, what, uh, ar, what do God people that do with trees? What kind of ar, arbors? Arborists. Tree people. Tree people. I, I could look at a tree. I, I couldn't tell you what it was. But the way I could tell you what kind of tree it is by the fruit that's on it. I, people can tell me, right, oh, this is a fruit tree. It's an apple tree. I don't see no apples on it. Where's the evidence of this tree being an apple tree? We got trees in my backyard. That's actually my neighbor's backyard. But it hangs over into my yard. And so it's, it's our tree, yes. It's a plum tree. It's a plum tree. There's times that that plum tree, when we first moved there, it would bloom. And it had flowers on it, but I never seen a plum on it. I was like, man, this is a fruitless tree. And a fruitless tree is only good for one thing. Blocking out the sun. They didn't catch it, did they? They didn't catch it. I threw I, Man, I threw that to you. I was, that was like... Y'all should have caught that one. Tree that don't bear fruit is only good for blocking out the sun. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. Some of y'all got some shade tree people around you. You just need to get rid of. Fruit, 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 fruit. I'm, I'm about to go off my notes here. This is just real quick. I need to explain something to you. Because anything that's fruitless, the Bible says a vine by itself cannot bear fruit. So if you're think you're a part of the vine but you're fruitless there's no evidence of your connection with Christ the Bible says any vine that does not bear fruit he will cut it off and throw it into the fire that's what God said but you think because you believe you're an apple tree I'm an apple tree where's your fruit <laughs> Raise your fruit. <laughs> Our belief must produce action or works to become faith. Su creencia debe producir acción o trabajo para convertirse en fe. 
Let me read the rest of James chapter 2. Let's um, start at 20. But wilt thou, O vain man? Wow. Vain, proud, pride. But will you, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by his works? When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works and works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God and was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Can I just stop there? Well, it says right there, Pastor, that he believed. I thought believing in faith was different. No, you're reading it in English. But if you read what was before it, his belief produced works, which equaled faith, which equaled justification. 24, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. What is he saying? Not just faith, not just belief. Some of us say, I have faith. You don't have faith, you have a belief. Because faith is the substance. Where am I seeing the substance in your faith? I need to see it. I'm sorry. All this stuff, saying to God, we're talking, man, it's a personal relationship, you know, uh, but that's between me and God. No, it's not. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. With, oh, I'm sorry, that, that they may see your good works that glorify your Father which is in heaven. Why didn't we connect that dot when it came down to belief and faith and personal? <laughs> now I know I know a bunch of people reformists and evangelicals are saying but what about the scripture that says that we are saved by grace through faith not by works lest any man should boast I'm saved because of the works I do now I'm just going to tell you just be straight up with you Jehovah's Witnesses believe their works get them into heaven that's why they're, they're out there knocking on your door bothering you yeah they out there grinding they grinding <laughs> That's a hustle right there. I respect them. I respect them. Don't get me wrong. I respect them. Why do I respect them? Because they're going past their fears. They're going past, they're going through it and they're knocking on doors and they get rejection every day to spread that false gospel. I'm, a, I'm just asking. So, so, I mean, like, I could just look at y'all right now, and, and I can have Dre stand up and tell you Monday, come see him. But you got none of y'all, I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm none of y'all, but most of y'all wouldn't even go knock on somebody's door for fear of rejection. Faith without works, be courageous. Don't get me wrong, I don't like knocking on doors either. Okay, God. okay I'm not going to be a hypocrite up here be open I'm open book I'm open book (laughs) but I'll tell you what if you guys ever been with me anywhere I will preach I don't like knocking on doors but I will preach the gospel to anybody anytime anywhere If, if you give me an opportunity I'm always looking for a door to open up I'm like okay where's it at boom I do my I remember one time my son took a picture of me 
took a picture of me. We were at Starbucks, and I ran into this dude, and I just started breaking it down to him. It's about a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ, man. Building your faith, building your hope, building your love. It's not about this religious thing, man. You know, God loves you, man. Because it's my faith. I believe it. You see the evidence of it. The evidence that you see in this pastor, your pastor, John, it's not just here on the pulpit. It's in my house. It's everywhere I go. It's not just here. Matter of fact, the least of my faith is seen here. You guys want to see some faith. I'm talking about faith, faith late at night. Like I said, when, when things start happening, when I got to have faith that God, if I keep my mind stayed upon him, that he'll give me perfect peace. Amen. That's faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hebrews 11:6 says this without faith, it's impossible, impossible to please him, God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Sin fe es impossible. Agrandar a Dios. Dios. We have to have faith. Now, people say, man, I just want God to be pleased with me. Have faith. Please don't get this twisted. Faith produces something. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? God is not a God that will give you something and it doesn't bear fruit. If God puts himself in you and he's in you, there's going to be some fruit. The Bible declares that God does. He watches after his word to perform it. He watches after his word. You go to the book of John, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So if he watches after his word, which his word is God, and Jesus is the word, if Jesus is in you, God's going to watch after that word to perform it. What does he mean to perform it? To bear fruit. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Somos salvos por gracia través de la fe. You guys, through. Let's look at this word through. Mira la palabra a través de. Through means moving in one side and out of the other side. Okay, let me read the scripture again. We are, it says, for by grace are you saved. That's what everybody says. Oh, this grace, brother. You can't work for this. There's a truth to that. But it says, for by grace are you saved through faith. So that word through says, for by grace are you saved, moving in one side and out the other side, faith. So by grace, it's by grace that the door is open for me to be able to move through it. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Here goes another connected dots. Jesus looked and he says, I am the door. I am the way. He is the door. What, okay, anytime there's a door, it usually leads to another place. Oh, that was a revelation right there. Really? You ever see a door that you open up and there's nothing behind it? If he's the door, if he's the gate, if he's the way, it's by grace that that door has been opened to you. That's the grace. 
and you got to go through that door. And when you go through it, you can't sit there and imagine yourself going through it. You can't say, I'm in the house when you're out the house. You have to go through the door, which takes walking, and walking is work. It is evidence that you believe that by grace that door is open, and you'll continue to walk through that door. Through faith. Continuing in time. That's what through means. Continuing time toward completion. Continuing nado en el tiempo hacia la terminación. Through faith. And we know by reading James 2 and 20 that faith without works is dead. It means it's not a real faith. It's just a belief. There has to be works to solidify your faith in Christ, which determines your salvation. La escritura dice, si tú crees, pero creer es el primer paso hacia la fe. The scripture does say, if thou believes, believest, but believing is the first step to faith. Faith requires belief, but also requires works. La fe requiere creencia, pero también requiere trabajo. Watch this, Acts chapter 8, 37 through 39. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now, when they had came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Now, I, 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 as I'm going to bring this to a close, I want you guys to see something here. There's a eunuch, the king of the eunuchs was traveling right after Pentecost and he was going back to Ethiopia And as he was going back to Ethiopia, he was reading the word of God. And his belief was that I believe who this man is, but I don't know who he is. And he runs into uh, Philip and he looks at Philip and he says, do you know what this means? These words that Elias was saying. And Philip explains to him the gospel of Jesus Christ and who this man was. And he believed. But his belief was more than just belief. It was faith. What do we see here? We see a picture of a man that believed, but he had faith. And his faith was evidenced by saying this. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now baptize me. Why am I stopping here with this? We, this Friday coming up, which is Good Friday, we are doing baptisms. And I did a baptism class Tuesday, and the Lord just really woke me up to something. We were baptized. I think we had two people on the list. And after I explained about faith and baptism after coming to the faith, some of us were baptized as kids because it was the thing to do. Parents had us baptized. We were at summer camp. We got baptized. But see, we just got baptized. But now that you realize what it means to be baptized, now I don't care how long you've been in church. Now that you realize you've come to the knowledge of faith and now that you really have your own personal belief in Jesus Christ, it's time to show the world and not only that, but God, that you believe through faith 
by your works. And those works are being baptized. So it went from two people to 22 people. That's good Friday. It's going to be, it's going to be lit, lit. I thank God. I just want to tell you, honey, I didn't, I didn't admit this to you. Okay. You were right. You were right. I was going to have services pretty much. We were going to have service Tuesday night. We were going to Friday and do all this stuff. My wife looks at me. She goes, you know what? It would be awesome. It would be awesome if you got, people got baptized on Good Friday. I was like, wow, that's, that's when Jesus was crucified. It's like Paul said in Romans 6, he said, I am crucified with Christ, but yet I live. But not me, but the spirit of God that's in me. Listen, this is an awesome opportunity, so I want to share this. If you guys decide today, you go, you know what? I want to be baptized. I want to show my faith. But not only that, see, baptism isn't just about showing faith. It's a work of faith that shows God that you are now identified with Christ as he was on the cross. You're identified with Christ when he is buried, and you're identified with Christ when he's resurrected. Romans chapter 6, I don't have time to teach it, but I I just wanted to share this with you guys. It's by faith. You guys realize also that even by faith that, you know, we said earlier, because people say, I believe I'm healed. Well, where's your works and your belief that you're healed? There's times I call people up here for salvation. You're like, why do you call them up to the altar? God could reach them right where they're at. Yeah, they can. He can. God can. You don't even have to raise your hand. God will. I know he will. But why, why not raise your hand in a show of faith? Why not walk to the altar in a show of faith? To give to God to say that my life is yours. I thought about this today, this morning. And I, I often watch people, you know, they have these little challenges and they put on Facebook and, and Instagram and all that stuff. And, they, and you, you're like, dude, why are these people putting their lives up on social media. You know, what are you doing there? You know what struck me? Accountability. So if you start off, okay, for instance, like with my wife, she starts off and she shows, you know, where she was at. She's like, okay, today's my first day in my adventure to lose weight and get healthy and stuff. And then, you know, later on, you know, stuff like this happens. Matter of fact, I didn't even say with our coffee date Mondays. If we ever miss a Monday... We get emails, text messages about people that say, hey, is everything okay? Are you guys doing okay? We didn't see that you guys were on your coffee date Monday. Okay, I'm going to tie it together just in case you don't understand. When you come up and profess your faith out in the open, accountability happens to help you keep the faith. When you come to the altar for healing, when you come to the altar for salvation, when you come to the altar for prayer, it's accountability. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another. This is what the Bible tells us to do. When you come, it's a show of faith, but not only a show of faith, there's others around you that will be able to help you shore up and strengthen your faith. Because the moment that you stop, the moment you stop coming to church and you get somewhat connected in here, you're going to get a phone call. Hey man, what's up? Is everything okay? Ain't seen you in church in a while. faith that's why people come to the altar for healing that's why people come up forward for prayer and salvation it's all about their faith they're showing not just 
just their God, not just themselves, but also you to help keep them accountable. But first we must believe before we come to Jesus for healing, we got to believe that he's a healer. We can't just come to him and go, I don't know if he's a healer. You got to have faith. We must believe Then works with confidence. That's what's going to equal our faith. Tu fe debe ser escuchada y vista. Your faith must be heard, but it also must be seen. Your faith must be seen. Let your light so shine before men that they see your works which will glorify your Father in heaven. There's people in here today that you've had a belief, but you've been that shade tree. There's no shame to you because there's a reason why God brings his word. Right? He's a loving God. But we're going to sit down and allow our flesh sometimes to be like, uh, that ain't me. I got fruit. I want to let you know, too, that the way Lionel so boldly busted out that fake tree back there, they make fake fruit trees, too. Don't be that fake fruit person who serves God with your mouth, but your heart is far from him. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So today I'm just going to ask everybody to stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.